Hey guys! Hey! This is another story. So, this is told by yours truly, Joshua. Josh. Josh for short. Yeshua. So, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the case of um, Jabba the Hup, <laughs> aka Pamela Hup. I have not heard it and I'm so excited. In case you guys want a more in-depth look, there is a story on Hulu um, or some of our favorite YouTubers, Kendall Ray. I believe she did a story on Pamela. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Um, Maybe I have heard this and I just don't know the name. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's jump into it. Let's crack into it. So Pam, Pam, we'll call her was born Pamela Marie Newman on October 10th of 1958. She grew you up in don't Del... don't say. No, I, I say it. I do declare. I do, as Michael Scott would say, <laughs> I do declare she grew up in Delwood, Missouri. Um, Missouri. I want to note this now, you know, before we get any... Because this is... You guys, this... I know it's, like, the second sentence, but... Um, you guys have to know this for the story to make sense. Let me hear it. Pam worked in insurance for most of her life, <gasps> young adult to adult. Um, she started her insurance journey as a very young adult. On two, <laughs> let's, on two occasions, she was fired for forging signatures. No, Pam. Pam was a bad noodle. Um, no gold star. <laughs> no gold no star. No gold star for So, Pam. Pam was married. Um, in 2001, Pam and her husband settled into O'Fallon. Um, I believe that is also Missouri. I have no idea. I do not know geography. I, I believe it's Missouri. I believe it. I believe she worked it. as an administrator for State Farm. Um, she flipped houses on the side, and that company was named um, H2 Partners, LLC. H2O. Yeah, H2O, you know that. <laughs> the show about mermaids. Where they got a drop of water on them and had to run to the <laughs> restroom because they were turning into a mermaid. Same concept. So <laughs> so she did work from like 2001 to 2010, so about nine years. Um, hmm. After that, she started claiming disability, honestly. For what? Uh, back, leg, and neck pain. Is that Bitch, nuts? I have that every fucking day. I have it every day. I can't too. claim disability. Give you know what though? Like I mean, she was probably getting more like seven to eight hundred dollars. Hoo-wee, what a lucky girl. Yeah. You know what? Let's stop talking about Pam. Okay. Let's bring in Bye a, Pam. Bye Pam, you bitch. Bitch. Let's let's welcome a beautiful Pam! Pam Pam <laughs> <laughs> The Office. Pam! <laughs> Pam! Let's bring in a beautiful woman named Betsy. Betsy. Betsy, I please don't hate me if I butcher her last name. I th- I want to say Ferraria. Ferrari. It's F A R I A. F A R I A. Faria. F A R I A. Faria. Yeah. So. Ferraria. Yeah. So her. Ferrari. Her, her and Pam, like, work together at State Farm. Bitch, what? Like, right. a good neighbor? State Farm is there? Is that State Farm? You know, I'm glad you said that, because it kind of led into what I was about to say. <laughs> so, I didn't actually know this until I started researching this case, because I knew a little bit about it. Nationwide is on Not this. even that. Like, <laughs> I knew a little bit about this 
this case. But then I started researching. And so, which, as we go on, you'll understand why I was a little shocked by this. I can't wait. Because I don't know who this is at all. So, in 2011, Pam, which was Pamela Hupp. Yes. And Betsy Fer- Ferraria. I'm Like I said, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the last name, but that's how I'm going to continue with this. Faria. Faria. Um, so Betsy was terminally ill with cancer. No. Well, okay, but hold on. In 2011, her and Pam reportedly collected basically money on an insurance company. I mean, not insurance company, insurance policy um, for a family also impacted by cancer. It wasn't discovered until a few years later um, after what we'll talk about, but... Um, it it was questionable. Um, huh. But I do want to say, let me say this. There, there was no evidence to suggest that Betsy knew what she was doing. So to set the so so to set the table, let me say this before you say anything. Okay. There was no evidence that Betsy knew what she was doing. But. Pam we're we're, exactly we're gonna talk about Pam right right Pam seems Pam. to be the mastermind here um job of the hub god damn it right right so let's get into Betsy a little bit more okay um I like I like Betsy sweet Betsy sweet girl known by the government as government government Elizabeth K Meyer Ferraria Mm. So, she met Pam while they were co-workers at State Farm. Um, yes. Betsy had a husband named Russell Scott Ferraria. Um, they had two daughters. Um, those daughters were basically two daughters from a previous relationship with Betsy. So, they weren't Scots. Um, okay. Sorry, not Scots. Russell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just have to say this. <laughs> Keep those girls in your thoughts as we go on through the story because... Oh, no. In my eyes, total fucking snakes. Oh, no. Snakes. The girls are snakes? I think so, yeah. (gasps) Oh, my God. That's me personally because I'm an unforgivable person. I literally Um, need to know the rest of the story. I cannot go on in my life without this knowledge. Okay, fine. I'll I'll give it to (laughs) you. I'll deliver. Yeah, I'll deliver. 2010. (laughs) 2010. Let's start there. Betsy, sweet Betsy, diagnosed with breast cancer. No. Hold on, hold on. I don't believe it. Believe it. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. Not so Betsy. she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, it is said she beat it the first time, but when they went to check for it again, it was, it was such an aggressive <gasps> for, form of cancer. No. By 2011, the cancer had metastasized into her liver. And had turned terminal. Yeah, it oh, it was no. sad because at one point she had beaten the cancer. And she obviously. thought she was gonna make it. Right, right. She had this whole cruise planned out, and it was for you know Pam. I mean Pam. It had, it was for Betsy's celebration of life. So she had a cruise planned <gasps> out where all her friends came together. I might know this story. Right. Okay. Click. Um, <laughs> So it, the pieces are coming together. Right, right. So, so Betsy had planned a, I want, I'll just say a life cruise. That's all we'll refer to it. Um, for her, you know, beating breast cancer. 
she found out i want to say maybe a month or two before this cruise about her cancer returning and metastasizing into her liver it's sad so now it's like an end of life cruise it's an end of life cruise because it was most definitely terminal at this point Uh, um that's so fucked up yeah it's really sad um but you know we'll say betsy had two kids she was determined we'll we'll say determined to put up a fight Okay, um, she's ready to be this cancer's ass. Fuck period. cancer. Fuck cancer. Right. Bitch. We hate cancer. We hate it. We hate it. We There's, hate him. I mean, anybody who says they love cancer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you are what are you gonna say? birds. Right. But. You're going to burn. <laughs> but anyways, um, she was she was really determined to put up a fight. And when, you know, she still went to her treatments. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a part where it goes a little crazy Pam even though she had rides to and from her treatments volunteered to pick her up or take her to her treatments pick her up from her mom's after treatment if her mom picked her up from treatments and take her home so Pam was giving Betsy rides to and from treatment right but say one day pam's i mean betsy's mom picked her up from treatment uh-huh pam would pick her up from her mom's house and take her home and but it, it wasn't a necessity it was you you know you have that friend where they're a little intrusive you no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we know who we're yes. talking about yeah <laughs> yes pam was that friend she shouldn't take no for an answer, honestly. Um, let's fuss, you know what? So, ooh, so she just like weaseled her way in. She weaseled her way in to every part of her life. Yes, and I do want to state this and now uninvited, right? Yeah, uninvited, totally. She's that friend that shows up even though they're uninvited to a to a to an event an event chemotherapy <laughs> this is your yeah <laughs> this is your total event where you invite all six of your friends <laughs> but anyways let's us forward a little bit um i mean let's be honest we know where this is headed right uh yeah i have if you have feeling. common sense if you've heard the story before i think i know the story now that you're getting into the meat of it right i have to say if you haven't heard it before and don't know where this is going how does it feel to have zero common sense? How does it feel to have the sense that God did not give a go? Like, you know, I have no fucking clue what's going on here because we can all deduct. Right. Well, you know what? Never mind. Just kidding. Because you know what? When do we expect our friends to kill us? Never. Never. Like Taylor, if I showed up to bathe you after a after a fucking surgery, and you turned around with a with a knife i would be pleasantly surprised (laughs) that's that's true i yeah i mean yeah i mean you know somebody for how long you don't expect them to do something well not only that pam was from from the accounts of it pam was totally intrusive like she was not asked to pick betsy up she just volunteered right and she just showed up at like random fucking places well not only that if russ was already picking betsy up 
Pam would override it. She'd be like, Ooh. oh, you don't have to pick Betsy up. I'm going to grab her Ooh. from her mom's house. And, and this was substantiated by, you know, by by eyewitness accounts, i.e. her mother, daughters. You know, she had two daughters from previous marriages. So Ugh. let's start here. Let's this, do it. This is where I feel comfortable starting um december 22nd 2011 days before betsy passed um betsy changed her sole beneficiary of her hundred and fifty thousand dollar life yeah hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy by state farm she changed it from her husband russell to Pam. pam no what she has kids <laughs> and a husband what you know what we're, we'll get to that but you know what let let's just continue wait were russell and pam having an affair no no what? that's the worst part of it that's the worst she fucking just part. changed it and i'll tell you why <sighs> i need to know she could not have in good faith change that there had to be something else going on well so december 22nd you know that's when she changed the, oh my god three days before crema i hate you <laughs> uh we'll start so we'll, we'll start at december 22nd 2011 five days later december 27th 2011 so betsy you know normal normal day for uh-huh. her for her uh-huh she was she went to her chemotherapy appointment at the alvin j siteman cancer center in st louis yes um she went to her mom's house you know just a normal day um pam showed up to take her home <sighs> pam Mama. well so pam wasn't supposed to take her home it was supposed to be her mom shocking but you know let's be honest if I showed up to your house and to pick me up. Hell yeah! I'd be like, okay, I'm riding with Joshua. Period. I'd be like, I'm riding with Josh. See y'all later. Peace. So she was driven home on December 27th by Pam. Um. The sad part is, let me tell you, I need to hear it. Pam ended up being the last person to see Betsy alive. Fucking shocking. Who was a fucking thought? I was about to say, are we shocked? Um, I'm not shocked. So, but it, it's good to know that Betsy was originally, like, she had had Russ, like, Russ was supposed to drive her home. Mm-hmm. Um, or else she was going to stay with her mom. It was never... It was never Pam. Pam showed up unintentionally. Hey, I need you. I mean, I heard you need a ride home. Like, Pam was never part of the equation. What a fucking weird. She insisted on driving her home the night of December 27th. Isn't that crazy? Right after Christmas, too. Right after Christmas. So, let's fast forward. That's so sad. So, Pam dropped her off at 7 p.m that Mm, night on december 27th i don't think i believe that (laughs) well you'll see (laughs) 721 one of betsy's two daughters from a previous marriage called her and you know it went unanswered nothing you know unusual i call my mom sometimes and she doesn't answer same um 
I want to know. Russ was at a friend's house. Um, he was watching movies from six to nine. And then on Russ, his... Russ, a grown-ass man? Okay, let's not judge because... Okay, we can't judge because I'm having a sleepover with you I was going to say, now. I'm 27, you're 26, and you're sleeping <laughs> I'm over. 25, thank you very much. Okay, well... I'm not, not for... 26. Exactly one month. One month today. until she's 26, We're recording on the 20 for October 21st right now, so exactly one month from today, I will Super close! 26. Anyway, one month. Russ drove home home from his friend Michael Corbin's house. Michael. Um, he drove to an Arby's actually before going home in in St. Louis. Um, Arby's. Arby's. We have the meats, baby girl. Those damn jalapeno poppers. Those are the (laughs) shit. With some what are that bronchoberry sauce? I was about to say bronchoberry sauce. Period. Yes. Anyways, Russ Sorry. got home. No, no. I love bronco berry sauce with some with some jalapeno, jalapeno poppers. poppers. The cream cheese, not mm. the cheddar cheese. Stop, bitch. I'm so... Anyways. Okay. Stop! This is about some <laughs> dead woman. Anyways. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. About 9.40. So, Russ got home at 9.40. Um, and guess what? What? He found Betsy on the living room floor covered and I mean covered in blood <gasps> well here you guess no. yeah yeah I mean okay for one let's not act like we didn't see this coming um yeah, but, but let's be a little shocked that she was stabbed over 55 times in her wrist she had slashes cut to the fucking bone <gasps> with a serrated kitchen knife and it, guess where that knife was left? Just guess. Not in her fucking arm, bitch. You took too long. In her neck. Ugh. The serrated kitchen knife that was used to cut her arms was found in her neck. Oh my god. I'm just literally so shocked that someone could do that such sounded a so fake. Thing. But I'm going to believe it because we are drunk. But. It's good to know a second knife was found under the pillow on the couch where she was lying. So she was killed with two knives? No. The other one was just found. It was part of it. So. So part let's of say. The ruse? Well, well, Russ. I'm so confused. Russ found at 940. Remember that, okay? Was he a suspect? He was a suspect at first. So. First responders arrived within 10 minutes of that call where Russ called first responders and, conclu- and concluded that Betsy had been dead for at least an hour or longer. Um, her time of death had been reported between 7.20. Here's, here's what's crazy to me. That you can say, oh, time of death was between 7.20 p.m. and 9.41 p.m. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's a big gap. So specific, too. Well, you will get nine forty one. We'll get into that because remember, Russ came home at nine forty. Oh, right. The one minute it would. Oh, okay. It would take longer than one. Don't even get me started. Fifty five times, girl. Okay. Russ was arrested the (gasps) next day for the murder of his wife Betsy. Not Russell. Right. So, cops had asserted that Betsy had. 
So when Russ called, I hate cops. I hate police. A cab. A cab. Except when it's not a cab. Cops are bastards. <laughs> so the cops' initial assertion was that Betsy had killed herself because when Russ, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Russ had called cops, and his first thing, guess what? What? I found my wife dead. She's killed herself. That's what Russ said. With 55 stab wounds. But that hadn't been determined until after that call. Um, I can tell you right now. I don't think there's been one person in the history of human beings where they killed themselves with 55 <laughs> self-inflicted stab wounds. <laughs> who, are we to, who are we to judge? Anyways. <laughs> so, <sighs> Russ had said that during his initial 911 call. Russ, you don't make that call, But police, obvious, I mean, 55 stab wounds, like you just said, they considered it ludicrous. First responders... It is ludicrous. Right. They saw her body. This is not a suicide, obviously. Oh. Um, so I have to say, just for the record, we'll say alleged. Alleged. <laughs> well, I mean, this is an alleged. They did so the police searched the house and they found a blood stained pair of slippers in his closet. Those slippers did did belong to Russ. Damn it. Right, so this is a grade A. Uh, I have to say this now, though, before you complete it. <laughs> Those slippers they found, mm-hmm. eventually, later on down the line, um, they looked like they were just dipped in Betsy's blood. Not worn through Betsy's blood. Uh, Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was dipped. Set well, up. I was going to say, this is like someone who is definitely trying to frame him. Right, right. It was definitely... So, we, we hear of shoddy police work. Literally all, all the, time. the time. Every day. All the time. This, this seems, this seems like shoddy police work. Um, just keep in your mind right now that it looked like the slippers that Russ was wearing was dipped into Betsy's blood. Dipped. Not worn. Dipped. So, when they arrested him, the police had claimed that his agitated emotional state was suspicious. You just find your fucking wife dead. What is suspicious about being fucking freaked out? I have wet socks and I scream at at my partner. I, I cannot imagine. I would lose my cool. He, he also failed a polygraph test, but... Can I say that polygraph tests are—they're not well—they're not admissible in no, court. No, they're not admissible in court because you take them, you're stressed. And there's people who know how to fake them. And yeah, if your partner was just murdered in cold blood, you would be fucking freaking out too. Well, so during all this questioning, guess what? Hmm. Pamela enters the chat. Motherfucking Pamela, hup. Right, so she was interviewed by police. No. And Hupp claimed that Russ had a violent temper. Uh, of course she did. Period. He was a heavy drinker and that he uh, threatened Betsy on the regular. She's a liar, I feel like. I feel like she's a liar. Hold on, but Betsy had been allegedly... Please take that with the smallest grain of salt. 
um, she had been allegedly considering leaving him. Because of Pamela? It was, it came from Pam. So, Pamela just making this shit up, probably. Yeah. Yeah! I just, I have a feeling, because she was the last person to see her live. Well, hold on. Hold on. When police investigated on um, Betsy's laptop, they Uh found a letter. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. They found a letter in, um... Which had expressed fears that um, Russ would kill her. It mm. it was an abuse letter, but hold on, we'll get to that eventually. Was it really written by her? We'll get to it. Ooh, you're holding me on suspense, boy. Russ was very quickly charged with first degree murder and Shocking. armed criminal action. Right, right, right. Shocking. His bail set at 250000 and, you know, being a broke bitch at the time, he didn't make it. Could you make it? No. Period. And so he just sat I there. I can't make it. So, during Russ's trial, um, his attorney, Joel Swartz, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, yeah, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Definitely not, but we'll we'll go with it. We'll pretend. Well, so remember how I said um, Russ had stopped at an Arby's? Bitch, yes, I remember because we talked about the damn Bronco Berry sauce. Period. Yes, Bronco Stop. Berry. I want something so bad. Okay. Stop, I'm so ah! sorry, you guys. Anyways. Jalpeno poppers! <laughs> yeah. So, so Joel... You know, started by arguing that... Joel. Motherfucking Joel. Well, the testimony of his four friends. Remember, I told you he was at his friend's house. Yes, he was at his friend's house, and then he went to get that damn Bronco Berry sauce. And his cell phone records, you know, this wasn't too far away. Yes. His cell phone had pinged <gasps> 20 miles away from the murder scene. And the evidence of him making those purchases at Arby's. I believe he went to a gas station as well. Those were, they they aligned pretty well. Um, he had no traces of blood on his body or clothes. Um, well, thank God, the, the justice system worked for him. No, I it hope. did not. Oh my God, no, Fuck. baby girl. I was no. getting ahead of your story. No, so um, I don't know if I should say this. You know what? We'll continue. I'll I'll fill you in later. So let's. Enter, enter the chat. <gasps> Leah Askey. Leah. She is the head prosecutor. Leah Ass. She Leah. countered that Russ's friends were providing a false alibi. What the fuck? Period. And had conspired with him to perpetuate the murder, honestly. Really? They think all of these motherfuckers are in on a... They no, literally in the court documents, they believe that they held on to his cell phone and went to Arby's to correlate that he was there on time. Even you know what? I want to say this because this wasn't included in my research. Even though the nine one one call was made from Russ's cell phone, yeah. Period. They believe so. He had his phone. He had his phone, but. Leah Askey tried to say that he, his friends used his cell phone 
Couldn't they also, like, have the people that were working at Arby's that night confirm with a photo? Oh, you'll see. You you will see. So this was... I'm doing the law's work (laughs) for them. This was considered the ultimate role play by Russ and his friends. So they all were just like, let's randomly kill your wife for literally no reason. Well, yeah, that's what they wanted us to believe. Huh. The judge that took this this case to trials name was Christina, Christina. Menemeyer. She refused to allow Russ's um, attorney to present evidence implicating Hup, <gasps> Pam, Pam, as an alternative Pam. suspect. Pam, Pam, <laughs> including cell phone records. Listen to this, showing she had been in the vicinity. Of their house, of the Ferraria house, for up to 30 minutes after the time she had claimed to drop Betsy off. Are you crazy? She also, listen, before you respond, that judge also ruled against using the the fact that Betsy had, had been switched to the sole beneficiary of the life insurance that that Betsy has held. So they can no longer use the fact that Pam had been in the vicinity 30 minutes after claiming to drop Betsy off and the fact that Pam had been made the sole beneficiary of a State Farm life insurance policy that Betsy and Pam, for a company that Betsy and Pam both worked for. What other fucking evidence do they need? How did she do? Ooh, I hope that bitch got fired. I hope that bitch ain't a judge no more. We'll get to it. <laughs> so. That pisses me off. You know what? Nothing pisses me off more than learning about this type of bullshit. It, it, because it happens all the time to people all the time. Yeah. Well, well do you want to know something? Since that yes. pisses you off. Leah Askey, the prosecutor, uh-huh. and the judge were friends from high school. And so, well, so that was brought up by Russ's attorney, and it was dismissed. Do you know why? Because the judge. Because the judge. Right. Was friends with the prosecutor. <sighs> this shit pisses me off more than anyone will ever know. You want to talk about a corrupt justice system. This is the... The fucking United States. Well, hold on. Let me also say both of Betsy's daughters who were from previous marriages, so they were Russ's stepdaughters, Uh they believed Pam. Which is the worst part of it all. No shit. Yeah. We'll talk about that So Russ had all these motherfuckers against him. Russ had nobody until you... Until we get to the end, you'll see kind of a beautiful relationship develop. Okay, well, I'm ready for it because I need that beauty in this story. We won't even talk about the trial. We'll just say on November 21st of 2013, unfortunately, because we all have common sense, Russ was convicted on both counts. Motherfucker. Yeah... He was sentenced to life plus 30 years imprisonment without the possibility of parole. See, this is why, and I know he didn't get the death sentence, but, like, this is why I don't 
think the death sentence is just because you never fucking know when people are just gonna think that you're guilty and, and I have yeah right yeah no I get it get convicted and it's like yeah there was this evidence that maybe pointed to me but that doesn't mean it was me there's I feel like there's there's situations like this where you get a totally corrupt system. Yes. That totally fucks you over. And then it's just scary because it's like, well, what happens if you got it wrong? You're right. And like, oof, I don't know. Well, so here we go. Listen, so remember how they said that the that Russ's friends were in on it? Yeah. It was the ultimate role play. Yeah. No charges were ever brought against his friends as, like, an accomplice or anything. So then that should automatically drop the charges against him. Right. Because if they're not charged with conspiracy, then how would he be charged with actually doing it without anyone being in... It just starts the ladder of corruption. If you So, the sad part is, is Betsy's family welcomed welcome this outcome um they they substantiated the claims without any evidence um in an interview given um following the sentencing um betsy's sister julie made claims unheard during the trial so basically russ had been basically angered during the removal of his name from a separate insurance policy mm-hmm. not the one that pam collected on and he had one occasion where he held a pillow on Betsy's face and mm-hmm. said, this is what it feels like to die. But hold on. Hold on. Do you know who, who started that? Who started that? Pam. Russ's attorney noted that the pillow story had originally been told by Hub. <gasps> and you know who substantiated that? His daughters. Well, well, Betsy's daughters, but his stepdaughters. What? Yes, the story about Russ holding a pillow over Betsy's face and saying this is what it feels like to die was started by Pam Hupp. Is that nuts? So all of the evidence against him basically was fabricated by Pam. Yeah, but they couldn't use it against Pam. Pam had basically immunity. So here, please tell me she ends up getting here's the thing fucking charged. Russy boy was in prison for life. Honestly, no, please. just framed. He was framed. We see it all the time. Set up by my girl Pamela. Um, this is just shoddy police work. It. I mean, because we, me and you were sitting here flabbergasted, right? And that yeah. was that was before I told you anything else flabbergasted by the just by the thought that the police could find Russ guilty right and not look at anything else and not look into like the evidence that oh Pam was named the sole beneficiary and that doesn't even make sense anyway because she was with her husband and she has two kids and she wants to give her a random ass friend that right. she met at work. Who's claiming disability. Bitch isn't even working anymore. Like, no offense against anybody who actually needs disability, but Pam did not. No. And you'll realize later on down the road why she did not. Ooh. So, as any normal... She's pissing me off. Period. 
Period. Period. As, as any normal person, obviously Russ appealed. Same same lawyer, you know. Kinda I got your back, you got mine. Yes. Um <laughs> in February twenty fifteen, the Missouri the Missouri court Missouri. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> The Court of Appeals sent the case back to the 45th Circuit Court for a hearing of a retrial, pretty much. Good. Um, so, the judge that originally trialed the case that mm-hmm. was friends with Leah Askey, she recused herself from the case in June. In June. Um, so, jump on board, we'll say, Judge Stephen Omer... Love it. Um, he granted a new bench trial based on, you know, evidence that had emerged. Because, I mean, we we all know... I mean, come on, you guys. I, you know what? I don't give a shit. Listening to this case, if you're on Pam's side that rested it, you're fucked up. No offense. <laughs> Literally. You know what? Full offense. But anyways. Full offense. A new bench trial, you know, was... was was allowed based on the evidence that emerged. Um, Russ had been released on bond actually at this point because he got the retrial. Um, during his retrial, his attorney, Joe Swartz, um, was allowed to introduce evidence implicating Hub. So good this time, since Leah and the original judge weren't allowed to kind of co conspire which actually happened like this is not just a thought like one of them was barred i i can't remember i'll look it up at the end um one of them was barred from practicing law which was crazy i fucking believe it um they they implicated hup as the perpetrator there was a csi agent her name was amy butner but but she examined the crime scene and actually testified that she believed... Remember those slippers we talked about? Yes, queen. They were dipped. That were found in Russ's closet. Had not gotten bloodied by stepping in blood, but dipped. Ooh. Right. So during the trial, obviously, fucking Pamela wasn't called to testify. Um, she claimed in recent interviews that she and Betsy had been in a... S- Listen to this. She fucking jumped the gun. Her and Betsy were now in a sexual relationship. Oh, my God. But hold on, hold on. People who would, after hearing this, people who knew Pam would say she was the most homophobic person they knew. Well, to be fair, there's a lot of homophobic people that are actually closeted homosexuals. You're not wrong. No, no, no. I'm not saying that she I just I can't believe it no she's just making shit up to try to make it seem like she was not the perpetrator right right so after all this craziness let me tell you something Russ's conviction was overturned thank the lord on November 7th the lord's day period he was (laughs) he was released from prison after serving four years. He better been compensated for that I got you, baby. Don't shit. you worry. Okay, good, good. So, so following that, well, I mean, we're not going to stop there. We want justice, obviously. Um, yes. In 2016, Russ's attorney, Joe Swartz, filed a bar complaint 
against Leah Askey, the prosecutor, remember? Good. Um, sadly, it was dismissed by the Office of the Chief Disciplinary Counsel. Um, in 2016, Russ filed a civil rights lawsuit against Leah again and the three deputy sheriffs on the grounds that they had fabricated evidence, ignored exonerating evidence, and failed to investigate the other obvious suspect. Which, come on, Pamela! Yeah, it was Pamela motherfucking up. Pamela... Pamela had... I mean... You don't... I I don't know how to say this in a PC way. You don't have to be smart. No. To know that it was Pam. No, it was Pam. It was motherfucking Pam. So... I called it from the beginning. Period. So after July, um, ASCII and the sheriff's office issued a press release stating that they were cooperating with United States Attorney... Um, for the Eastern District of Missouri in a review of the case. So this had made it really high. Like, really high in the in the legal aspect. Wow. Um, this... <laughs> let's... We're just saying this as a... Have you ever been... Listen, we've all, we've all done bad stuff. But have you ever been so deep into anything you start admitting to something... And hope you find a way out of it. Is this like in the office when Michael Scott is like, I just start a sentence and then I just see where it goes? Period. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So in 2017, Askey asked Leah, Leah Askey asked Lincoln County commissioners to conduct an independent investigation into her, con- into her conduct. Um, I mean... It was her county, so they they obviously found no wrongdoing. Shocking. That's like when the police investigate their own police force. What? Right. Like, we found nothing wrong. Well, you don't fucking say. That's exactly You don't fucking say. But in the same year, the judge who first tried Betsy's trial, guess what? She was suspended by the Supreme Court of Missouri for misconduct unrelated to the Ferraria case. Isn't it crazy? Unrelated. Right. But you know what? There is some justice. So in 2018, both that judge and Leah Askey uh-huh. were voted out of office. Out of office. A result. Thank the Lord. Right. But it was it was a direct result of the mishandling of the Betsy case. Wow. Um good because this fucking case was mishandled fuck all y'all well here's the thing so a lot of the office around so a lot of leah askey's i don't want to say lower employees but people that were beneath her Mm -hmm. they stated there were several of us that kept thinking why are we not pursuing pam hub they were just locked down on russ in a 2021 interview, Leah Askey noted that she believed Hupp would have been physically incapable of inflicting the wounds found on Betsy's body. Well, because remember, she was on disability. Well, she's not a fucking investigator anyway. She doesn't get to make that call. And that's 
Exactly. But here's the thing. When people get a little bit of power... They go berserk. Period. Period. Um, Well, we have some good news. In 2019, um, a federal district judge john ross dismissed russ's suit against leah askey on the basis of prosecutional immunity and i say that's good news because a little a little earlier um he had filed a lawsuit against um lincoln county Mm -hmm. and since leah had declined to answer 92 questions Russ was awarded a law like a settlement over two million dollars. You go, Russ. Right, and it's all because Leah Askey did not answer questions. Wow. So, good for him. Period. Russ, which we have a great story for Russ. Russ's story, although tragic, ends in a great story. Mm-hmm. So, what happened to Pam? You know? Did she get charged? Eventually, but only after she killed again. Twice. Motherfucker. <laughs> the, first, the first person she killed was her elderly mother. Um, she went to visit her mom um, on the top floor of her nursing home suite. Did she push her off the side? Oh, I love this. I love that you said that. So, she, she, um, (laughs) sorry, I think it's so funny that you said that. Her mother was prescribed Ambien, and she gave her mother, like, triple or quadruple the dose. Oh, no. But left her back door open. Her mother (gasps) wandered over the side on a second story, you know, room. And flew over the balcony and landed to her death. Oh, for sure. But listen, on the way out that night before her mother flipped over the edge of the balcony, Pam told nursing home staff, my mother's not feeling well. She will not be down for lunch or dinner. (gasps) Breakfast, lunch, or dinner tomorrow. Isn't that crazy? And this this only brought more eyes to her because oh my God. do you want to know what Pam's Pam gained from this five hundred thousand dollars in life insurance money five hundred thousand dollars that's not even that I mean that's quite a she, bit of money but it's not like that much it's money. not that much money but Our at this people's lives it's just so fucked up well Betsy so you know we have Betsy she was you know what is the word exonerated mm-hmm. she was exonerated from it and then she has her mother which brought more eyes to her she was she was kind of have you ever heard the saying if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen yeah she was in the kitchen with all the heat on her um what do you do when all the eyes are on you for murder obviously you kill again <laughs> <laughs> obviously, if you're Pamela, that's what you do. Obviously, let's enter. Let's enter. <laughs> Hold on, Oliver. The cat has knocked out a microphone. It's and we're back, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> 
So let's enter Pam's next vi- next victim, Lois. Or Lois Lane. It might be Lewis. Um, it was a man. Lewis. Yeah. Never mind, Lewis. Um. So. You know, let's get to it. After his mother, I mean, after her mother had been killed and, you know, she had collected on the $500,000 life insurance policy. And um, even though the eyes were on her, they had no evidence. On Pam? On Pam. Fuck Pam. She was driving. Listen, but even though they had no evidence, if she would have... And I hate to say this, if she would have left it at this, they wouldn't have caught her. Motherfucker. In a way, thank God for what but happened. But she couldn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't she stop, won't stop. But I have to say, in a way, if... Oh, God, I feel so bad saying it. If this wouldn't have happened, they wouldn't have caught her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... A lot of times how that shit goes. Pam went to Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree bought a knife. Mm, I think it was just a kitchen knife, like one of those big butcher knives. Oh, right. It can't be that sharp. It's from Dollar Tree. Um, <laughs> you would think. Sharp enough. I guess that first stab is always the sharpest. Ooh. Um, that's what she said. She was driving around saying she worked for. I want to say NBC. And she was trying to... I have a feeling to, she's lying. Maybe. <laughs> she was trying to find people that would re-record 911 stories and um, for NBC. She found a woman. The woman was super uncomfortable. So she bailed. And the woman got away, which is, which is you know, good. That's good. That's good. But enter Louis Gumpenberger... Gumpenberger. Oh, for sure. He was a resident of Union, Missouri. Sadly, good God, he had a he had a mental and physical disability after a crash that he suffered in two thousand five. Lewis. It's sad. Um, on August sixteenth of two thousand five, um, Lewis would die. He suffered five huh. gunshot wounds in Pam's hallway of her house. Oh. Who um, thought? Pam. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, so $900 was found on his Pam? body. Along, listen, along with a note bearing instructions to kidnap Hup, get Russ's money, no, and kill Hup. And then... Take Hup back to the house and get rid of her and then make it look like Russ's wife. Make sure knife sticking out of neck in return for a reward of $10,000. This was a written note found on his body. Now, hold on, because I, I really... Listen, you guys. Taylor, listen. I'm listening. I've heard the 911 call. I'm gonna reenact it for you. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. You know, it's nine one one. What's this emergency? And this is literally how it sounds. Are you ready? Help! Help! Someone is in my house. He has a gun. Fire! 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 
And then that's it. But hold on, let me say this again. Help, help. It is so monotone. monotone you like guys can she's find not afraid. You guys can find it on YouTube. It's so bad. It's so bad. So Hub claimed that, you know, this I I say this as somebody like like he was mentally challenged, saying that Lewis was armed with a knife had jumped out of a car driven by another person after they pulled into her driveway, um, demanded she drive to a bank to retrieve Russ's money. Pam then claimed that she had knocked the knife out of his hand with a karate chop. SpongeBob all the fucking way. Karate chop. And then, listen, and then ran into her house grabbed a gun and shot Lois or Lewis in self-defense with a gun she kept in her nightstand Hmm. all the way upstairs shocking so here's kind of the evidence that kind of implicates Pam um all of it I mean besides (laughs) but you know what besides all of us have common fucking sense so cell phone records had show that Pam had been in Lewis's neighborhood right at the supposed attacker's front door oh, less than an hour before the shooting. Oh, shocking. Period. So, um, police had found nine $100 bills in Lewis's pocket. I would like nine $100 bills. As we should. But a tenth found on Hub's dresser had a sequential serial number to the four of the nine bills. So four of the bills that he had on him, Pam had a serial number that kind of matched right up to it. Which means, which Hmm. would mean that... She got all of those out herself. They were withdrawn at the same time. Um, here's here's my favorite part. Investigators <laughs> also suggested that the knife had been purchased at the Dollar Tree in O'Fallon alongside several other items found in Pam's house. Damn Dollar Tree. Period. Honestly. Fuck a Dollar Tree. Uh, Just kidding. I love the Dollar Tree. I do love the, the Dollar Tree. <laughs> um... Honestly, let me say this as well. Investigators were also skeptical that Lewis had would have been able to even carry out the acts. I mean, I don't want to say, uh, he he suffered, you know, a mental disorder. He couldn't do this. He had honestly suffered a debilitating mental injury. Um that they just say he wouldn't have been able to to carry out this crime um it gave him mental and kind of physical disabilities um if we want to you know throw in a little bit of the implications to Betsy's murder Mm -hmm. I mean obviously Pam had been named the sole beneficiary days before and the last person to see her alive that's right. Enough right there is incriminating. Pam told 
told investigators she was going to put money from that that policy into a basically two trusts for each of Betsy's daughters. She never did it. it. No, and you know what the worst part? What? On trial, Pam said, oh, Betsy Betsy wanted me to keep all the money. (laughs) For what? For what, Pamela? For what? Right, and you know what? The, The fact that obviously Betsy was stabbed 55 times and then her wrist slit to the bone kind of says she was murdered by someone she trusted mm-hmm. and Pam texted hey I'm home to Betsy's phone at 720 and Pam's cell phone was still in the vicinity of Betsy's house <laughs> oh lord It. I mean eventually l- let's state the obvious obviously you can't get away with everything forever mm-mm Pam was obviously convicted. I don't believe she was convicted on Betsy's murder, but she was convicted on another murder. On <laughs> on Lois on Lewis's and Well thank God she went away for something. Oh, I mean I she's gonna live out her days in prison. Let me see. Hold on. Because I don't think I put and she deserves let me see. Screw her. Pam Hupp was sentenced to life without parole for the murder of Lois. And that, honestly, life without the possibility of parole is enough for for Betsy and Lois. Yeah, they probably just didn't have enough edit evidence to pin it on her no but she entered an Alfred plea Betsy's murder she entered an Alfred plea but still got that sentence huh which means she does not admit to it but she agrees that there was enough so an Alfred plea is you do not admit to the crime but you admit that there's enough evidence to convict you of the crime so you just don't want to get convicted. Right, but she still got, with that plea deal, life without the possibility of parole. Isn't that crazy? Good. I mean, I love it, for sure. Because fuck her. Right, so this is a story of Pam Hupp. She was a monster, a murderer, an I hate to say preyed it. Preyed on her friends. Preyed on her friends, but I hate that if she would have stopped when she was ahead, she would have gotten she away with never, it. Yeah, she would have gotten away with it for sure because they thought Russ did it. Russ was in jail. And. Thank <laughs> God he got out, proved he was innocent. I totally implore you guys to watch the Pam Hupp show on Hulu. I'm gonna have to watch it now after this. It is amazing. You will get a better understanding of it all. But definitely watch it. It's it's something to be seen. But let us know in our Google Forms your yes. comments. There's also another Google Form on you know cases you guys want us to cover. Um, just can, let us know. You yeah. guys are definitely our driving inspiration. Yeah, and you can email us at thetipsytaze at gmail.com with anything as well. 
and we look forward to hearing from you and we'll be back next week bye you guys have a good time bye